0: Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to be talking about an upcoming vigil in Sacramento. We're going to be going back, thanks to our good friend Craig Hansen in the Bay Area, to the Trinity Life Center in September. Why don't you give us a little update on what's planned there, Craig? Well, thanks,
1: uh, Tom, Chuck, and
0: Leslie. It's a pleasure to be back with
1: you. We're planning to go back to Trinity Life's church there in Sacramento because KUFI is back at it again. This time, it's a night to honor Israel. This is one of their major fundraising efforts. They always bring in speakers to motivate the crowd. And again, the the incentive is to always give money to help Israel. That's their major point. So this time, we're going to have Dennis Prager, a a Jewish talk show host, giving the keynote speech tonight to honor Israel. We dug up a Dennis Prager article where he said uh, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism, and so that's kind of where he's coming from. And uh, hopefully uh, this time we'll get some other pastors and maybe even Dennis himself come up to the street as we have our our vigil. And and again, this is a a vigil where we're trying to just educate the, the parishioners coming in that what their church is teaching is not Jesus. It's something else, but it is not Jesus. And that's, that's the emphasis of what we're trying to get across. And hopefully we'll get uh, people from the uh, Sacramento Peace Action Network and other people that are, are concerned about the, the violation of human and civil rights in Palestine by the Israelis. So, so that's the gist of it. I hope with advertisement, we'll make, get some more people out there holding signs in September. We're looking forward to that.
0: Great. Thank you. As we have talked about in previous podcasts, we're getting some interest. We're getting from interest from the pastors now that are coming and engaging us. Craig has had a couple occasions uh, at this last event at Trinity Life Center. One of the senior pastors came out. The Kofi speaker came out, and you can all listen to that in previous podcasts. And we're continuing to get some unfavorable press, if you will, and it's not surprising. I guess when you do things, you're going to expect to take a little heat. But one of the things that we are going to talk about is a blog, and Craig, you mentioned that you actually responded to the blog there.
1: Right. Uh, My my response to the blog, I'll just read the last part of her her little piece. It says, uh, Carlson is picketing a church that, while I don't agree with everything they teach, nonetheless – possesses compassion, not denying the needs of other people. And that one uh, just kind of put me over the edge, because here she's talking about compassion and, and how Chuck does not seem to have compassion for others and is just stirring up strife. So... I hurriedly put a comment on her blog site, and I, I don't know if it'll see the light of day because uh, one of the one of the lines at the end after I went to post it, it says your comment has been saved and will be visible after blog owner approval. And if uh, Randy Neal and and Victor Stursky, Stursky are listening to this as well, I, I hope you'll you'll be able to comment on it. Anyway, here's what I said: I think you need to change your blog name from naming his name to just name calling. Your ad hominem attacks against Chuck Carlson are deplorable. Some things that are lacking from your post are facts. Facts concerning the Israeli colonization are all out in plain sight, if you'd care to look for them. I'd suggest you YouTube Miko Pelet, an Israeli, or Ilan Pape, an Israeli, who would align more with Chuck than you. You dare to use the word compassion in describing a Christian Zionist church who supports a movement that strips basic human rights from the Palestinians, all in the name of Christian love, of course, so that was that was the post, and we'll we'll see if it gets posted and kind of what kind of responses we get out of that. But again, we're, we're seeking we're seeking truth, and the, the truth of the situation is it's a occupation, it's a colonization, uh, stripping human and civil, and almost like animal rights from these people. The conditions they live in in Gaza. Uh, we, I heard one person say that they need uh, just animal rights activists coming there just to, to weigh the conditions that are so deplorable. So um, anyway. We'll see where it goes, and hopefully we can pass out some tracks at the uh, September 29th vigil there at uh, Trinity Life Church. And a, a sign that I'm, I'm working on is Jesus is not a Zionist. To really have a piece showing Jesus' words and then what the Zionists do. And just c- contrast the two, because that's as Christians, that's what we need
0: to do, put the message of Christ forward. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Craig. The blog is kind of instructive that uh, they take enough time to write an attack but Jesus is not mentioned at all here other than this little reference right here to the compassion of this church that they supposedly show selective compassion and what I would call it Chuck would you like to make some comments further comments about the blog
2: well no not too much we've heard from her before One thing that needs to be pointed out is that the organization that puts people like John Hagee in the field and builds them up and puts them in all these churches all goes back to very well-organized Israeli organizations. In fact, we're quite familiar with it. We've written other papers about the progression of these organizations. Unity Coalition for Israel is one of them, if you want to name, and uh, people like her and others essentially have a job to do, and that is to silence dissenters and people who get in the way. And uh, so we expect these kind of attacks from them, and if we weren't being attacked, we wouldn't think we were getting much done. Now, one thing I'd like to point out, a lot is said here in this program tonight, and others about Israel and Palestine. And uh, it's important for our listeners to understand that this is a bigger issue even than the very unfortunate Palestinian people. That's no small issue because there are some 3 million or maybe even more, 3.5 million Palestinians who are either exiled from their own country or are essentially occupied people within their own land where they live. Uh, So they're not a small thing at all. But we're talking about the whole world war effort. The center of the whole war machine essentially is keeping the occupation of the Palestinians going this is what uh, keeps Israel going if Israel was not able to occupy Palestine the, the whole war effort in the Middle East would break down everything from Syria to Iraq to the to the future war that's actively planned in Iran what's going on in in Pakistan and Afghanistan These would probably all come to an end if the Israeli-Palestinian situation was settled in such a way that Israel had to actually give the rights to these people and stop agitating as a war machine in the Middle East. So this is really what our efforts are all about. We're a pro-peace organization. We are not really a pro-Palestinian organization, though in my own case I have great compassion for them from my own experiences there, and I want to see them freed but I think it will help free us, too, if we can accomplish this. So we depend upon the biblical applications, and we go back and look at the Bible for what it actually says and what it actually represents directly, and it does not grant any land to the present-day state of Israel no matter where these people came from. Even if they didn't have Arabic origin, it doesn't grant them any land any more than it grants the Palestinian people the right to the city of Gaza. They have a right to live in Gaza because they've always been there, and they hold the title to the property there. Every church today should be standing up and saying, no, the Bible is not a deed record of the lands of the world, and that includes America.
0: I might add, Chuck, that you've mentioned that we should be following the Bible. Well, let's just quote from Paul's writing in Galatians chapter 3. Is referring in in verse 16, Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say, and to his offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, and to your offspring, who is Christ. So as followers of Jesus Christ, that is not a land grant that he's giving to people, whoever they may be, as we've just discussed but actually to the followers of Jesus Christ. So, uh, again, these all these arguments that we hear from these people are attacks on character, trying to get away from the biblical issues right here. Obviously, we couldn't convince someone that's not a follower of Christ, but our goal is to get followers of Christ to actually believe what's in the Bible here